The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Drivers, start Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb even when cars are not on the track there is always racing things to talk about it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez and we are very very close to more racing on the track for nascar just how close cody i know you're here to tell us you know i got it 76 days till the daytona 500 62 days until the clash at the coliseum so i was looking up 76 days right so i, I wanted to look up the car number 76 because i've been a nascar fan for quite a while and i'm thinking gosh 76 is not a number that i feel like had been used a ton right so i was looking back um there's been 320 races in NASCAR in the number 76 car, which is a very, very, very low number of races for all the races that have ever been run. Nobody's ever won in the number 76 car in the NASCAR Cup Series. It's only got 12 top five finishes in those 320 starts, uh, 60 top 10 finishes, and only 196 top 20 finishes. So it's been kind of a backmarker. Sat on the pole one time. Um, and it appears from what I'm looking at here, like the last time it was driven in the NASCAR Winston Cup series at the time was 1994 for Ron Hornaday Jr. Drove two races in that. Um, obviously a truck series legend, if you know anything about that. But yeah, it's uh, not been not been one that's been used a bunch. It's uh, mostly been a Ford when it's when it's been raced 235 of those races in Fords. Uh, 63 in Chevy, 11 in an Oldsmobile, 8 in Buick, 3 Chrysler, 3 Dodge, 2 Mercuries, and 2 Pontiacs. Oh, wow. Uh, starts for for the number 76. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Ben Arnold, uh, 126 races in that number. Uh, he ran 2000 or 28,843 laps in the number 76 car. But, uh, yeah, not not been a very prolific number in NASCAR, so... If you're an up and coming guy and you need to, you know, to pick your number, Whew, we talked about, you know, with uh, with Ty Gibbs taking the 54 and, and making it his own. 
76 out there for the taking. <laughs> I'm partial to 76. 76 is the year I was born. So I, I very much, uh, I love that number. So maybe I will go race. Oh, there you the- go. Rod will be number 76. <laughs> 2020. I always think of like the, you know, the union 76, the orange logo. I was always at the tracks when I was a kid growing up when that was the official fuel sponsor of NASCAR for a long time. Um, but yeah, 76, not a popular number. Luckily, we're only 76 days away from the Daytona 500. 62 days. That man, 62. That seems super manageable, right? I mean, we're it's not that long until we're back racing at the Coliseum, Rob. No, I mean we got to get through the Christmas season or the holiday season, as it were, and then of course through uh, the hangovers that is the the month of January. And yeah, I mean we're there. Then then and we're there. Then, we are. Yep. Yeah. Then we're actually laying down odds for the clash. So. Um, exactly. Yeah, how much fun is that? But the news does not stop, and Cody, you've been scouring the web for the last couple of uh, weeks, or even last week, uh, to get ready for to to share with us some of what's been going on around NASCAR. Because again, it never sleeps, and I, I've been looking at Twitter, seeing that uh, Kyle Busch is starting to get his fans all good and riled up. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's some Kyle Busch news out there for us to talk about too, right? Yeah, he's uh, you know he's he's been posting pictures and whatnot of of being in the the RCR shop now. I think he was running a late model or something. I'm not sure if he did the snowball derby or whatever, but uh, he's he's already been getting to work. So we had the uh, uh, awards banquet this past weekend. Um, they gave out the awards Thursday, ran it on Saturday. You can go back and watch that on Peacock if you have that um and and see the acceptance speeches and all all that fun stuff but uh yeah so that kind of got news really rolling again because you get all the drivers and their wives and everything back in the same area all the reporters around the drivers questions start going and 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 stories get brought up uh along with some other news so yeah this is actually probably going to be just mostly news and notes about what's going on in in and around nascar right now one really big thing um the race team alliance the rta it's called um it, it's an alliance of, of all the driver or of all the owners with the uh charters together it, it's basically their kind of group as far as handling things the tv contract for nascar is up in 2024 they kind of handle everything with that through that um something that they are exploring the pos- they retained a firm and they're exploring the possibility of running of the teams individually being able to hold their own exhibition races during the off season. I it's unclear whether they'd actually be able to use NASCAR cars. Um, we've, we know that in the past that's not been allowed. NASCAR cars are, are only allowed to race in NASCAR sanctioned events. There was even a deal where somebody was racing an old NASCAR car in a charity event, got fined for it. I think that was last season. Um, because that's, that's not allowed. NASCAR has been very strict on that, but that would be great for us. Wouldn't it? Cause during this time of no racing, we could possibly have racing. So, I mean, the, in essence, the way that this seems is, and I don't, I don't fully understand it because if they're not using NASCAR cars, why couldn't they just do it right now? (laughs) That part doesn't necessarily make sense. Right. Hendrick could just hold a late model race if they wanted to. So I don't know if they're talking about more with with using these cars or or exactly what the, all the details are, but man, that'd be super interesting. All of a sudden, you know, end of December or, or you know early December, maybe before the holidays and stuff, Hendrick gets everybody together. 
Then you get into January and Trackhouse has a big event. Maybe later on in January, Joe Gibbs Racing throws throws a racing event and gets all these guys together, gets them competing, keeps the juices flowing. It's not for points or anything, just for bragging rights and trophies and, and maybe some cash or whatever. But, uh, man, I'd be excited for that. And and obviously, if we could get odds on, on stuff like that, that, that'd be even better. Well, that's exactly what it is. Will there be odds on this? Will, will right. we be able to? Yeah. <laughs> so when you talk talking about these exhibition things, though, and that's and that was where the hangup was for NFL, too, when they were talking about the preseason games and wanting to shorten them and not wanting to have as many. I, I know that these athletes don't relish the thought of coming back in their off time to do things that don't count towards their championship. So... I feel like it'd be a hard sell to the drivers themselves. I know the unions probably wouldn't necessarily enjoy that type of a thing because they're not just looking at it from the pay standpoint, but they're also looking at it from an injury standpoint, from a liability standpoint. You know, you can bring these guys out and they're not racing for a championship. Should they get hurt? What does that do to their career? They're looking out for their bottom line. So if the teams were to do something like this, I, I mean, obviously I would enjoy it because guess what? More racing. But I, I think if they were to do this, maybe maybe uh, position it as sort of like a, a young up and comer type of a thing, like put them in in you know different, maybe not late model. I don't know. Position it differently because I don't know that I'd I'd see uh, and and maybe racers are different because obviously yes they go out and race anything that they can find when and if they they race it. So I don't know. Maybe maybe race car drivers don't necessarily care that much, but. I would think after a you know February to November season, they're they're not looking to to go out and race uh, too many more races outside of that. But I guess maybe if it's a, a weekend, right, just kind of a weekend thing, and then a one off for each team, that may be a more easy sell because then it's just one weekend of racing that they can do. Um, but more importantly, you know, can we bet on it? That that's what I let off with. That's what I'll say. If we can bet on it, the betting public's going to go absolutely nuts for this. Yeah, that that obviously would be the best part, but yeah, it, it just—I I don't know—it's very interesting. I, I don't know if it's maybe the teams just trying to flex on NASCAR a little bit, being like, "Oh, we don't need you to hold our own events," or, or what the deal is. You know how leverage is during any type of of contract negotiations, of course. Um, but yeah, it'll be kind of interesting just to see. Um, like I said, they they return retained this this Wasserman firm as a sports sports marketing agency is how they build. Um, and so they're just, I guess, maybe dipping their toes out there to see if this would be something. Obviously, you got to figure out the TV part of things. You got to figure out sponsorship part of things, you know, whether you can use the NASCAR name, so on and so forth. Um, so be be interesting to kind of follow that story. There's nothing coming from it yet. Uh, as they're just kind of in the exploratory phase. But I myself would for sure be all for more and more racing. The more we can get. And, of course, if we can get betting odds on it. Uh, I know there was the uh, – uh, well, I just said the name of it, but I forgot already. The Snowball Derby was this past weekend. I guess there was one very obscure place you could find some odds on for it, and we kind of missed that, I guess. But it wasn't readily available from from what I could tell. So, But it would be nice if if we kind of got some of these more off-season events. I mean, there's, there's constant racing going on throughout the off-season. There's been some big events at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. That's indoor. You got the Chili Bowl coming up. I think that's always in January and other stuff. So it'll be nice to see some of the books kind of jump on board with some of those too and be 
more off season racing that we could, could get into. But then, yeah, I mean, to your point of is Kevin Harvick want to race in the off season when he's committed to 36 races a year. You know, I know he gets this time in the off season. I saw a picture of him the other day racing go-karts with his kids. I mean, this is their chance. Yes. No, nobody feels bad that they get paid millions and millions of dollars to go race NASCAR. Right. Of course we would all love to do that, but it is 36. You know, you had the all-star that's 37. You had the Daytona speed weeks duels. That's 38. You had in the clash. That's 39, 39 of the 52 weeks of the season where they're committed to being at the track to racing already. Do they want to add more to that or how willing would they be? I guess for the right price. And maybe that helps out with, with some of these guys like Kyle Busch just lost, you know, all that extra money that they were making and his deal smaller now, that whole saga. So be kind of interesting to, to see where this exploratory committee kind of takes things. Well, I mean, like you said, no, no amount of racing is enough, obviously. So, uh, give us more and look, DGENs of the world unite, honestly. And this is, this is something where if you want it, you should ask for it, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to your locals or even, you know, contacting customer service and saying, listen, this event is coming up. Be fantastic. If we could get some odds on this, you know, just get some eyeballs on it because, the more you do that, the more you, I mean, the more the market wants something, the more you're probably going to get it. If enough of you guys out there uh, listening, reach out to say, this is something that interests us because obviously they want to make money and they're not making money if they don't offer anything for it. So um, definitely a good idea to, if you see an event, if you see something, say something, right? Get, get there. Exactly. The, uh, the Winbet Hendrick Motorsports Classic coming soon to you in the offseason, hopefully. It's got a nice uh, Just sponsor the thing. Throw the odds out there. Let's go, right? Yeah, I love it. A um, couple other quick notes. Goodyear and NASCAR reaching an extension on Goodyear remaining the tire supplier for NASCAR. I, I, everyone pretty much expected that. There wasn't ever any real serious talks, but their contract was up after 23. And so, you know, going into a season, you don't really want to have the tire manufacturer being in a limbo year where it's like, eh, maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't. We saw enough tire issues last year uh, as they, you know, transition into this new style of tire. So good to see Goodyear back. They can hopefully continue to work on that. And, and they're locked up for a few years. Could you imagine, uh, could you imagine Bridgestone as the official? Spot? Well, I mean, there was the tire wars back in the day. I remember that you had teams running Goodyear. You had teams running Hoosier and there was big pissing matches between the two of them. There, you know, rumors were flying that certain teams would disqualify because they were running Hoosiers, and, and you know they were being more picky on the guys who did have Hoosiers, and so you know this guy had an advantage because he had Goodyear or Hoosier, and yeah, that's uh, if you can find any anything to watch or listen to on the tire wars, there's some pretty pretty fascinating stories from back in the day of when they were going through who you know who was gonna have, uh, you know NASCAR was it gonna be Hoosier was it gonna be Goodyear were they both gonna coexist what kind of advantages could you get from can you imagine if you got to pick your your brand of tire you got half the teams running goodyear half are running hoosier you got bridgestone firestone what a pirelli bring pirelli with pirelli. The tires over you got some, <laughs> you got hard softs whatever <laughs> oh my god could you imagine uh uh an f1 t-y-r-e-s oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, but could you imagine though, like if NASCAR implemented the the different compounds, like that would be just insane. Man, that's, it's crazy because I mean, it, 
obviously we've gotten into F1 a lot as well. Check out the F1 gambling podcast, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's already so many pit strategies in NASCAR that are, that are so different from F1. If you added what type of compound they were having to use on top of that, oh man, that'd be utter chaos. I kind of <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> I, actually, I love that yes. idea because then then yeah. you start to figure out because those stage breaks actually make a difference do you run a soft tire to try to get yourself track position because you're going to go faster or do you get the medium compound to get yourself halfway through that stage and then oh man ooh, there you go yeah i don't know if it's so much on ovals it would work but definitely on the road courses you could definitely implement those obviously mm-hmm. uh, interesting interesting thoughts we should incubate uh, that idea some truck series news Raja Karuth is going to be full-time in the truck series. We saw him run on a part-time basis this last year. Uh, ran quite a few races for Spire. He's a big Chevy development driver. Um, he's, he's done extremely well at the lower levels uh, coming up through. He's kind of one of these next big bets that Chevy has. We talk a lot about like the Toyota development drivers. This is Chevy's kind of biggest up-and-comer from the low levels uh, of things as of late. Um, so he's going to be full-time for GMS in the number 24 truck um that's been gms is is kind of their main chevy truck series team other than kyle bush of course now kbm uh chevy team as well but uh gms the the one that's been established for a little while um so yeah roger caruth will be running up in that in the truck series be good to see him uh compete full-time there yeah, uh, any any young talent like that, I mean, you always wanted to see it. So and he ran pretty good too uh, in the few starts that he made for um, Spire in the uh, in the Truck Series this past year. I was seeing if I could pull up his stats super quickly here just to see. I feel like um, betting wise, I, I feel like we did uh, have some pretty decent results from him. So he ran some Xfinity races this past season too. I do remember seeing his name um, up there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Gateway, he finished 11th in the trucks. Kind of struggled in the rest of the races. 25th at Richmond, 34th at Bristol. Um, he didn't run very many laps on that one. I think he wrecked pretty early, and then he wrecked as well at Phoenix. Uh, to end the season, he did run in that one as well. But yeah, Xfinity, uh, 38th at Pocono, 25th at Kansas, 20th at Las Vegas, the 12th place at Martinsville. A uh, really good run for him there, and then seventeenth uh, at at Phoenix to finish the the season there in the Xfinity. So uh, he's had a few starts, obviously not too many to look at, but uh, he is going to be a guy to watch for sure. Chevy's he's he's one of their their big money guys, uh, attractive for sponsors, and they want to groom him to be a Cup Series star eventually. Uh, so he's probably a guy that we're going to talk about a decent amount coming up this year as far as betting and the guy to really keep an eye on. And we'll definitely keep an eye out on his futures odds too when they start to drop. Obviously, we know that the Cup Series is the only one that's got anything for us right now, but uh, as we start to see, I know, as we start to see more drop, we'll definitely cover for you. <laughs> Getting closer, so I think, yeah, we hopefully those odds start trickling out here soon. Um, Dean Thompson, this was a very, <laughs> very interesting move. Uh, Dean Thompson is going to be racing in the truck series full-time for the Tricon. This will be their fourth car, uh, the former DGR, DGM team. Um, So the Toyota, basically the new Kyle Busch Motorsports uh, Toyota team. So Dean Thompson is going to be moving over. He's kind of been one of those guys that's bounced around and kind of 
whatever weird <laughs> rides he could find himself in and was never really super competitive. Um, so interesting to kind of see that that was kind of a name that you weren't really expecting to see, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I don't fully understand what Toyota is doing exactly over there. Some of those, some of the, uh, the choices for the, that team lineup are very interesting in my opinion. I, I feel like they're just like, they're playing just a big game of, Oh shit. Because now they don't know what to do, and they like scrambling to try to figure out. And then they've had a year to know. I mean, well, maybe not a year, but they've had some time to think about it. So, well, I, and I think that might be part of it too. Is I think at the beginning of the year we all thought Kyle Busch was go back to you know Joe Gibbs. They'll figure it out. And then it was kind of like, uh, and then it was like, oh shit, he ain't going back. Like, so I think Toyota was left scrambling. Like, oh, we got to figure out what the hell we're gonna be doing uh, because yeah. So yeah, he. Looking at his results, he pretty much finished in the 20s in almost every race. He had an 11th at Vegas, 14th at Nashville, um, 16th at Bristledurt, 15th at Darlington, but otherwise, basically anywhere from 21st to 29th in almost every other race. Uh, looks like he started 20 races on the season, maybe. Um, so, yeah, be interesting to kind of see. That, that was kind of a weird random name, but... You know, we've seen some guys like Alex Bowman's and Ross Chastain's that bounced around on crappy rides, and we get an opportunity in a good ride. You expect those Tricon trucks to be pretty good. I don't know; they'll be KBM level. Um, although DGR was always a good team, anyways. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, look, it's just like any other any other sport where the lower level teams, it's it's always a better. Always a better league when those lower performing teams start to up their game and, and make themselves competitive. So maybe this is a step in that direction. Maybe, obviously, he does get a shot to pull himself into better equipment, not the top of the line anymore, but still pretty good equipment. And, and maybe we see some good stuff coming out of him. It's just, you know, can't be that bad, I suppose. If, and if it is, then they'll definitely change course and make it better in the long run but um yeah i mean that'll be interesting to see and it'll just be interesting to see overall what is going to happen in that toyota camp especially in the truck series after having such a gigantic hole uh taken out of their system so crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting the entire truck series i mean the whole landscape has shifted uh, you, you go from kbm this dominant four truck series team you know they've been toyota forever they've won all these races i mean they've they've been a part of the truck series for so long and have had some of the best trucks, and now that team is basically gone. I mean, it is still there, and now it's Chevy. It's almost like it's a new team over in the Chevy camp. Sounds like the money might not be the same. The driver lineup's not very attractive with KBM either. Then, you know, you got Tricon was dominant with Ford, and they had these great teams, and, and then all of a sudden now they're the Toyota. Sounds like Toyota's dumping money in, but maybe not as much as they were with KBM. And you shake up their driver lineup, and it's kind of like they got some some pretty decent guys with both the Gray brothers racing over there. It's like these guys have, have shown some promise, then then some kind of questionable lineup guys, and it's like, man, uh, I mean, obviously Thor Sport, you're gonna have uh, a lot of those guys back in the Toyota camp. I think Ben Rhodes will be back. I think Majeski's back. Crafton, he's been around forever, but though um, that's gonna be kind of the the mainstays that we always see. But huge, huge shakeups in the Truck Series. It, it's gonna be like an entire new series almost this next year where everything has changed. And we see that a decent amount in the lower series. I mean, uh, 
even in the Xfinity series, a lot of guys come, a lot of guys go as they as they move up into the Cup series or or you know cycle out and stuff like that. But this year, more than any year in recent history, I think is going to be one of the biggest shakeups in the Truck series, which could give us an advantage on longer shots earlier in the season as as they try to figure out what the hell's going on in the truck series. <laughs> and the fact that they can't figure out what the hell's going on in the truck series could be the delay in the odds. I mean, if we're over here yeah, scratching uh, Yeah, odds, that could be part of it too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. they're just like, I don't know how to handicap this. What We don't even we don't know where everybody's at yet, so how are we going to give you odds for this? It's it's probably a, a just all hands on deck over there. Plus, there's other sports that are kind of weighing them down right now, but well, those yeah, aren't important. NFL, who watches that? Exactly, right? <laughs> Um, all right, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll break down some more news and notes from NASCAR. We don't know what the hell's going on in the truck series, but we'll figure it out. And as we do, uh, we'll start to get the odds on for you as well. But let's step away and ask you first, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Yeah, you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. You're looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? Well, WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. You get great odds, promos, payouts, all happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions. Winbet.com must be 21. Older presence here. Player through. Winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Continuing to move forward as we charge into the hopefully start of the season. I just, I want to blink and for it to be, I mean, it's not that I want to miss everything in between, but it would be great to wake up next week and have racing like odds and, and something to cover, uh, that, that we can bet on. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is great and all, but let's <laughs> get us to Daytona, right? <laughs> can that be our Christmas present? It is, uh, it, it is sad that. Daytona does mean the end of football because we obviously are, are both, you know, love the NFL, love our fantasy football uh, and all of that. But luckily we have XFL, USFL to carry us through the off season. You have to get into those in, in their respective podcasts uh, on the network as we get closer to those. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to wake up and be like, all right, even the clash, like, let's just get to the clash 62 days, wake up, let's get, let's get to LA, get to the clash and uh, get things rolling. Amen. Um, all right. Well, what else do we got, Cody? What do we got? What are we covering today? Yeah. One more truck series note. Uh, Haley Deegan, it sounds like is going to return to the truck series. Uh, still not an official announcement. Um, my friends over at seriously fast media were reporting earlier today that they think that she's going to be with an existing team. That's going to change manufacturers and go to Ford. Obviously she's Ford's big bet <laughs> coming up. Um, and, and seems to have the the track to get to the Cup Series hopefully one day. Very marketable, great race car driver. Um, she's she's been doing a good job in the Truck Series. There was a lot of speculation about her moving to the Xfinity Series, but with Stuart Haas uh, retaining Riley Herbst, I don't know why you would retain him and not move Deegan into that ride. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, and then of course Cole Custer coming down from the Cup Series back to the Xfinity Series, them expanding back to a two car team. Uh, which they've been in the past. 
Uh, didn't really leave a spot for her over there. There had been some other rumors, maybe SS Greenlight or something, but sounds like most likely going to stay in the truck series. Could be another team that switches manufacturers to to be in the Ford camp because she's a Ford contracted driver uh, development, Ford development driver. So again, another another interesting shakeup in the truck series as the uh you know as as the truck series turns right <laughs> as disappointing as it is because obviously you know we want to see her succeed we want to see her move up through the ranks it's just maybe it's okay because there were points in that truck series where you thought well maybe she isn't necessarily ready to go up to the xfinity series quite yet so one more season of of seasoning i guess as it were in the truck series may not be terrible and, and maybe we do get a, a better equipment for her because I don't know if I ever felt like she had the best equipment on the track to run in. And I, I almost feel like she could have been a better driver maybe if she was in KBM equipment, you know? Yeah, that, that's the part that kind of is iffy because, I mean, the 17 was her teammate. We always saw that being a, a good, solid truck. But it was kind of like she was almost that forgotten driver over there. I, I, and I don't know why they maybe didn't put more emphasis into her. You look at her results from this past season. So, so there was a lot of times she was running really good, got taken out late or got caught up in something. That's the one downside to the truck series is it seems like that's the place where you get the most inexperienced guys, obviously, because it's, it's the first step of NASCAR and you get maybe some more of the, the pay to play type of guys that are, don't really know what they're doing and just running around back there. And that can cost you, but I agree. I mean, we obviously want to see her move up and succeed and we're excited for her future um, because I think she has a, a future in NASCAR. Um, but you know, she's only 21 years old. Uh, she's, she's got plenty of time. You get another season in the truck series, get her, you know, you don't, when you're, you're big on somebody like that, you don't want to move them up too fast either. I mean, we've seen it be okay for some guys like Ty Gibbs, obviously stepped in and, and just, you know, ran with it, wins the, the championship at 12 years old in the Xfinity series. Um, it was man watching that awards banquet. He's a short little guy too. So he really looks when he gets up there. He's like, pulls the microphone all the way down. Like the, the kid at the concert. It's like <laughs> after the teacher's up there, you know, dressing and then they come up and have to move it way down. It's like, Oh boy, he's a little, little guy. As somebody who also is one of those, I feel him on that. <laughs> yeah. Rod has to move the microphone down. Too, yes, so I do. Fine. Even That's in enough. my own studio. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think another season, another season of seasoning, as you said, uh, will be good for Haley, and hopefully we could see some better results from her, and then maybe she can jump up into that ninety-eight ride in the Xfinity next year. We can hope. Okay, moving up next, um, Kevin Hart. We touched on this a little bit last week with Kevin Harvick and his unknown future. Um, he was talking to, I believe, it was Jordan Bianchi this week at the. Uh, awards banquet and all and he said that he feels like he's going to make his decision in february uh and his quote was i think when we get to daytona i'll know 100 percent um on whether he's going to it's going to be his last season or whether he thinks he has more seasons in so uh, i think it's weighing heavy on him right now i think he's going back and forth maybe a little bit it, it's always tough right after the season i mean how many times did brett Favre retire did rob gronkowski retire right after the season and Tom Brady even did it. And then it, you know, a couple months later, you're like, Oh shit. I kind of, I mean, again, it's that long grind. We just talked about 39 weeks, weekend and week out. You're on the road, you're away from your family. He's got little kids, all this stuff. 
then he spends some time at home with the family. <laughs> Didn't work out so good for Tom. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, ah, I kind of missed that. And you want to get back to it. So I think it's good to probably not make a decision this early. Give it the offseason, see how we feel going to Daytona. But it sounds like from what he said that that he thinks he'll know 100% when we get to Daytona. So we might know around the 500 whether it's going to be his last season or whether we're going to get him back for more. So Tom Brady made that comparison uh, between uh, the the NFL and being a soldier. And look, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, that was utter bullshit. But I will say that he does have a point where it comes to that point where when you've been in the military for about 20 some odd years and you take that, that leave, that, that couple of weeks of leave that you get every year, during those couple of weeks of leave, you start thinking to yourself, this could be it. I know that I could put my packet in at any time. I know that I can retire and walk away from this at any point. And and you just you know at the beginning of that two week leave that you have just gotten through like ten months of just ridiculous hell that you've gone through whatever you go, and you had get that breath of fresh air. And you're like, I could walk away and be okay. But by the end of that two weeks, you start to miss it, and you're like, man, I kind of feel like I want to go back. So. <laughs> I, you know, you miss the military route. I've been out for like ten years, and I don't miss it. Look, here's what I'll say: I I was but gone. Yeah, no, I mean after ten years, I was gone after ten years. Okay, I I I left active duty after ten years. After about a month, I thought to myself, man, there are parts of this that I miss that I would go back in a heartbeat I'll give you the, I'll and give play you the again. Parts of this thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. But then, but then I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I were to go back. It would have been complete Tom Brady. I would have gone back and I would have gone, I would have been miserable again. I'd be like, now I know why I left in the first place. This is ridiculous. That's funny. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, yeah, we're both veterans, so we can speak on it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Tom Brady making that comparison, obviously ridiculous. But there is a, a degree of it that it, it is. I mean, in the military, you're gone from your family now. We don't have private jets where we get to fly back and see them every week, right? I mean, so yeah, a little bit different. Yes. But the grind of what you're doing, and, and I mean, yeah, he does get to see his family, but he's shut off a lot because there's so much mental stuff you go through in that week as you recover from one game, prepare for the next game. And, and so to a degree, not the same as the military, of course, but these guys are going through something in a similar fashion where they are gone from their families a lot. Yes, they get to see him, but maybe they're not so present when they do. It's in and out and, you know, probably a lot of days at the shop. By the time you get home, the kids are already going to bed and stuff like that. And so the the type of comparison he was trying to make, we understand, but it didn't come out <laughs> properly for sure. But that's, I mean, I mean, these again, these guys are human beings and, and they have to weigh all that stuff in. And, and yeah, do we feel bad for Kevin Harvick if he comes back and makes millions of dollars getting to race in the top series and in the United States? No, but... He's still a human. He's got a family, and and that affects their lifestyle, and it affects things, and and so you have to to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, and for Kevin, I would love nothing more than to see him do very well this season. I would love to see him announce that he's not coming back, only because again, at my age, we're similar ages. I just know, I just know that this should be the last time he takes the track because, you know, guy's got to think about his health now. He's got to think about the rest of his his family. He's probably made enough to live comfortably in retirement. So, I mean, why not? You know, why not announce this as your last season and just go ahead and go out with a bang? But still won two races this season. He's getting paid good. 
he's on a good team. It's hard to the competitor side of you. It's hard to, to walk away from that, right? Mm-hmm. What could have been? Could he have? Could he have done something else? And with this playoff format, you know, if he can find a way to get to the final four, he's better than anybody at Phoenix. Stack that second championship on there. So it's appealing both sides, I'm sure. And again, always into the decision for sure. And not to mention, his wife is way more involved in his career than Giselle. Although she's was. less involved now than maybe she used to be. True. That was uh, True. quite a thing for a while there. But yeah. you don't you don't really see a ton of her anymore like you did at, at one point. Uh, when she wore the pants in the family, I think is what was it Jeff Gordon said that. Yeah, that is what Jeff Gordon said. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, stop me if you've heard this before. Joe Gibbs racing driver heading into the season. Uh, Both him and his sponsorship deals are up at the end of the year. Talking about Denny Hamlin this time. Denny Hamlin's contract is up at the end of 23. FedEx, who has been in the sport with Denny Hamlin since he came into the series. 02, 03, I think. Um, their, Their deals are both up after 2023. Now, at this point last year, we said that with Kyle Busch and M&M's, right? M&M's announced they were going to be gone. So a little bit of a different thing. FedEx has not done anything like that. But we still all thought Kyle Busch not leaving Joe Gibbs Racing. He's going to be back. Now, at this point, I think we would say, and Denny Hamlin says, he says he's he's very involved. The JGR has no plans on going anywhere. But he obviously owns a team as well. So that could play a factor into it. Um it does seem like his full intentions are to continue to race at JGR. We saw this with Dale Earnhardt, and obviously we lost him too soon, and we didn't get to see a chance for him to go race at his own company like maybe I think he planned to eventually. But Dale Earnhardt raced at, at RCR while he owned DEI, and so it's not something we haven't seen before. And DEI was successful, and obviously Dale Earnhardt was very successful at the same time at RCR. So... I think it's something we can continue to see. It seems like it's worked very well so far. Uh, I mean, I was at Kansas when Kurt Busch won in the spring, and Joe Gibbs was down there in victory lane celebrating like it was his own car that won it because those those 2311 cars are almost an extension of Joe Gibbs Racing. So it seems like the relationship is pretty good there. Obviously, FedEx could play a huge part in that because if they decide not to come back like Amar's M&M's did, that could cause a big gap. It could cause a, a wage dispute. And obviously we saw where that led with, with Kyle Busch. Uh, I think it would be massive Joe Gibbs to lose Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin in back-to-back years. That could be something that would take a long time for them to recover from. Uh, so for their sakes, uh, I would hope that they do everything they can to keep Denny Hamlin. I think they already made a mistake in letting Kyle Busch go. Uh, but this, this is going to be something to keep an eye on because, again, at this time last year, if you would have said Kyle Busch wasn't going to be at JGR next year, we were all kind of would have laughed at him been like, yeah, okay, buddy, whatever. I mean, so it's one thing to lose Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch in back-to-back seasons, but the repercussions of losing Mars and FedEx, that's huge because we don't even know. They haven't announced yet another sponsor for, and they're they're not bringing back the 18 car this season, which is already huge enough as it is, but what would right. they do with the 11? I mean, would they fill and, it? And I mean, a little bit different there. Cause obviously Ty brings monster with him. I, I think that monster is just going to step into those shoes and interstate batteries has always been a part of that 18 program. They're coming back now. They weren't as full time. So I, I think that's a little different and you've seen Denny's gotten other sponsors. FedEx was the last 
car to go. So obviously for a long time, Jeff Gordon was the DuPont car every week. Dale Earnhardt was the Goodwrench car every week. Richard Petty was the STP car. Like Jimmy was they just Lowe's. Didn't change. Yeah, Jimmy was Lowe's. And so Jimmy with Lowe's and Denny with FedEx were the last two like holdouts of that where teams started rotating and, and Jimmy was still Lowe's all the way until almost the end when Lowe's went away and Ally steps in. But but we've seen it a lot more now. And Denny was the last FedEx was the last holdout of that, right? That was the last car that was a full-time one sponsor. But now the last two seasons, you've seen him run Coca-Cola. You've seen him run. He ran. Did he run? I don't remember. He's run a few different things, but where it's not been FedEx every time. So they've already taken that that step that everybody else took, whether or not the full-time week in and week out. But they're still his main sponsor that he's attached to that, that, that has a lot. And we've seen the exodus of these guys, right? You know, first Home Depot leaves. Then Lowe's leaves, you know, then UPS has left. Hopefully FedEx doesn't, but that door is open. And man, that again, the landscape of NASCAR could change very rapidly because if they're not able to reach a deal or if he's not happy with the deal, does he get Michael Jordan to go buy another charter and they expand 2311 to three teams? Does Joe Gibbs keep that four team? Do they contract a three? so many dominoes and obviously this is a long ways out but fun to talk about now because especially with the realization and i think that we probably i don't, i'm not going to speak for you but i fully expect denny hamlin to be back in the 11 car whether it's with fedex or somebody else in 2024 but we thought the same thing about kyle bush right i mean look uh, yeah exactly that's, that's what we thought <laughs> uh, i could see i could actually see that if you were to talk about the uh 2311 expanding Trying to get that 11 car. I mean, obviously, it kind of makes sense, right? 2311, you bring the 11 car into it. So, might as well try to, to talk to Gibbs about bringing... Because if Denny, if they can't come to a contract extension, why keep the 11? I mean, at that point, it really has become Denny's number. And 2311... 18 has become Kyle Busch's number, too, hasn't yeah, it? <laughs> that's true. But you see where the 18 is this season. It's, well, in, it's in, gone, yeah. yeah. But... Not gone enough that they gave it to Kyle Busch. Gone enough that they said, can we keep it and not use it? But do you think Kyle would have wanted it, though? Like, Denny's, Denny's yeah, been 11. Yeah. Like, right. I don't know that Denny's ever been anything but 11, right? No, he's only been the 11. And he's actually – and so, yeah, it is different because Kyle Busch stepped into the 18 car. We talked about that. It was Dale or, or Dale Jarrett's car. Bobby. It was Bobby Labonte's car. Um, but, yeah, he specifically wanted 11. He grew up a uh, Bill Elliott fan, actually. And – uh Bill Elliott was 11 back in the day. That was why he wanted that number or part of the reason I believe he has said before that he wanted that number. So yeah, when they expanded that car, it was a brand new car. He's the only one who's had 11 at Joe Gibbs. So it would be interesting to see how that all, all shook out. Obviously that would give us a ton to talk about if that happens, but it's going to be going to be interesting to watch just because we thought so for sure last year, it almost just seemed like a formality of, uh, they just need to find a new sponsor and then re-sign Kyle Busch. No big deal. And, and then the saga turned into. So if we start getting eight, ten races into the season and, and Denny hasn't re-upped or we haven't heard anything from FedEx, might start to raise those questions again and be like, oh, boy, are, are we going to see a, a repeat of this? And then you think about it, and, and if you did lose Denny, you lose Kyle Busch, you lose Denny. I know that Martin Trix Jr. has been retired this past season. <laughs> But you would lose him as well, and he's a past champion who used to win races. 
that's a big time shift at, at a powerhouse team like that. If, if that were to happen, I mean, and you talk about what the betting odds would start to be on that as far as just not just future odds, but race by race odds. And how does that yeah, play that would, into shift everything? And, and we've seen it before. I mean, you had, you know, a Hendrick motorsports where at one point they had Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Earnhardt. all part of their lineup. And as those guys kind of went away, they went through a dip of years where there was multiple years where Hendrick was still up there and winning some races, but they were not like they have been the last couple of years. And now they've gotten their steady lineup again and have great drivers. They've got locked in. Uh, and that's, that's resurfaced to being obviously probably the top team in the garage, but be interesting to see because Joe Gibbs has kind of been at the top, one of those top, <clears throat> top of the heat drivers for years now or teams for years now. And yeah, boy, the things that could change. Eh, amen. Um, all right, let's let's cover one more story. I know that we have all the award stuff to talk about, but let's save that for the next episode. In fact, we'll do another episode this week, and we'll we'll talk about the awards and what exactly that means for you know what we're doing with twenty twenty three, and and if that has any implications on uh, what our betting is. But yeah, I know you got one more one more thing for us to talk about before we wrap it up today. Yeah, speaking of numbers and numbers that only guys have only had, uh, Alex Bowman was asked about the 48 uh, by Bob Pockris of Fox, and he laughed and said that there was no plans for a number change for him. So it sounds like Jimmy, who only ran the 48 in the Cup Series, uh, much like when Michael Jordan came back and, and had to wear 45, Jimmy's going to have to make the number change as well. <sighs> It breaks my little heart, but that just means I need to buy a new die cast. And that's, that's all. There see, is that's the it. thing. It, it allows you to buy all this new gear with his new number, right? And okay. As much as it breaks my heart for that to happen, I understand. And I mean, I, I don't know that I could expect Bowman to go back into that 88, right? That's where he was before, uh, just to give way to, to Jimmy in the 48, because you know, you leave the sport, you give up your seat. It's, it's, you know, you can't really take your place right back. And the fact that he's not coming back with Hendrick that just makes it even more. And it's not going to be full-time either again, yeah. a part-time basis. So, you know, would you want, and is, uh, is that how you want to remember Jimmy Johnson in the 48 too is, no. I mean, it already his last couple seasons, the 48 were so, so get in as a part-time. If he doesn't do well, he kind of struggles in a new car that he doesn't know, you know, plus you'd have other people then probably running that, that rotating car in the 48. So I think keep it with Bowman and, and give Jimmy a, a new number to, to go out there and run. Maybe I'll take 76. I was going to say about, maybe the yeah. 76 car. That would be perfect. <laughs> that number has not done any, anything lately. Uh, I, again, I think we talked about 40 is a 42. We decided would most likely be the number, but uh, haven't announced it yet. So, but yeah, I thought it was funny. They did ask, ask Bowman that uh, at the awards show this week. Uh, any, any word on, on changing your number? Cause it had been speculated as well. 25 has been a legendary Hendrick number one of their original numbers from back in the day. So maybe do you switch Bowman to the 25 car? Nobody's using that number right now. Um, and that was kind of the number that went away to bring the 88 with Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he came over. And so, uh, but yeah, they, they ended up, end up not, <laughs> doesn't sound like they're going to change the 48. I, I know it's okay. I like I said, as much as it's nostalgia to see him in the 48, I just, I get it. And I get why we would just want to trade him to something and and it does make more sense for him to do you know maybe the 42 uh or or even you know because i'm but i don't know though because would you want the 42 to only be part-time yeah 
well, oh yeah, forty two is already taken. What was the number we were thinking? Gosh, I can't, I can't remember. remember what number we decided. Yeah, forty two. I I don't. Remember. Oh 42. no, 42. was it? It was a forty four, wasn't it? Yeah, forty four. Yeah. I went the wrong way. I went down instead of yeah. Wait a <laughs> from second. Eric Jones. Uh, yeah, forty four. Told there'd be Kyle, no math today. Uh, I was thinking of Kyle Petty, former number. He drove the forty two and the forty four. So yeah. whatever, same difference. What about the eighty four? <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing too, right? You invert the numbers, you go eighty four. Um. Yeah, who knows? But, but, you know, we've seen guys make number changes. Michael Jordan did it. Jimmy Johnson, very similar to Michael Jordan, so he'll be fine. Yep. I mean, just about every defensive player in the NFL has done it. Now they're getting single digits because they can take yeah. it. <laughs> Tom Brady, not very happy about that, but it is hard to keep track of who guys are. Like, wow, number seven just got a sack. Isn't that like a, you know, it's like <laughs> a uh, receiver or something? A quarterback? No- <laughs> number 76 just won a race. Is that even legal? <laughs> Are they allowed to do that? <laughs> is he eligible? What's going on? I don't on? get it. Like that's what like those three digit uh ones in the NASCAR races were. Yeah, I was gonna say, it. yeah, that'd be like if they started allowing, you know, three digit numbers, then oof, things would go real crazy. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean you can only retire so many numbers before you don't have any left, right? So well, and that's why NASCAR doesn't retire numbers because there is only I mean, you've got uh, like about 112 numbers or something like that when you incorporate zero, double zero, zero, one through zero, nine. I mean, there is some some combinations, but yeah, if you start retiring the three, if you retire the 43, you retire the 48, retire the 24, I mean, you're going to run out of numbers eventually. You can be like the New York Yankees and there's only going to be eight numbers left on the team. <laughs> and even then, none of them can be good because then you're like, no, you can't be good because we can't right, retire your we number. can't retire your number. <laughs> That's why Aaron Judge is going to the San Francisco 49 Oh, no, shut up. No, we're not. Uh, I'm not Niners of the Giants. Like, I'm you might in football have a, mode. a split if you steal Aaron Judge from me. I'm just saying. Look, at he's coming back home. He's coming back to Northern California. <sighs> Hopefully not. Yeah, well. Um, all right. Look, at, look at, like I said, we got all of this other stuff to talk about in our next episode, which will come out this week. I mean, we haven't even touched on the awards banquet and all that stuff because – you know, some of that had to do with what we talked about in futures too, and how good these these drivers are going to be. And uh, we won't spoil it too much for you, but I mean, the most popular driver is probably the most popular driver, and still, and that's that's where we're at. But um, uh, yeah, only only two two last names of one most popular driver since I think nineteen eighty nine. So uh, so crazy. You figure it out. <laughs> uh, but we'll tell you, we'll tell you all that in the next episode. So Cody, I think we've we've done our our listeners well and proper. We'll have another history lesson. In fact, I think that's what I'll do. I will I will look up a, a driver of the past uh, and give you a driver spotlight, too, um, on some of that. I mean, obviously not the car number because that's Cody's domain. But, uh, yeah, I love it. There you go. Uh, and, by the way, we're not doing video, uh, but I do want to comment on your sweatshirt, on your hoodie. Uh, you have a fantastic SGPN video. Uh, and what is it? And since we've one leg to yeah, it go, says, and since we've one leg to go, let it ride, let it ride, let it ride. And then it says SGPN. It's got snowflakes on it. Perfect for the holidays. I shared a picture of me. I put my daughter in it. So it's not such a horrible picture, <laughs> uh, but on my Twitter at Husker underscore Z, by the way, follow me there. Uh, yeah. Check it out though. The merch store, so much cool stuff. I know our friends, Justin and Miranda just got their brand new, Old um, uh, fantasy football. What's his, what's his old show fashioned, the old fashioned, the old fashioned football. Yeah. Yes. It's got the old fashioned and says SGPN fantasy football. Uh, they're one of my favorite shows. I love listening to every week. So I'm going to have to go make another order now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that the store is great. They, there's so much cool stuff and they keep adding stuff constantly. 
which makes it hard because we have to keep buying stuff because it's all so cool. Uh, but oh well. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, man. I love it. But uh, yeah, do mate, do visit that merch store because there is a lot of great stuff. Obviously, pick up your NASCAR gambling podcast swag and represent the show wherever you may live. But Cody, let's uh, let's put a bow in this episode, and we'll come back again, and we'll talk about some uh, some other racing stuff in our next episode. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, follow me on Twitter, like I said, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Follow the show at NASCAR Gambling. Uh, join us in the Discord, too. I shared a video over there. I don't know if you had a chance to see it today. Uh, a tweet that Joe Gibbs Racing had sent out um, that showed video from the Jackman at Phoenix. Uh he got his finger stuck in the lug nut basically when they were trying to change the 20 cars tire at Phoenix. And then they showed it's, it's kind of graphic. So don't be eating your lunch or something when you watch it. <laughs> but I mean, they showed what that does to a hot dog. If you stick a hot dog in there and it like, like, I don't know how he didn't lose his finger. And like the fact that they noticed it and took the nut off and pulled his finger out before he took off. Like, I mean, he could have been attached to it and, and drug off with it. Like, these guys these picker guys are freaking insane i got to see it up close and personal this year when i was at kansas right there while they were changing i mean they're literally former football players a lot of them college athletes d1 guys and they're running out in traffic and changing tires in nine seconds and filling a car full of fuel it's crazy so yeah definitely check out the join join the discord and, and uh come in the nascar channel try to share some some stuff like that over there you can get uh you know episode notifications and stuff when we post new episodes and then plenty of talk going on over there always too always plenty of talk going on so uh yeah make sure to get in on the conversation follow me on twitter at rj Gomez. there is a link in my bio to everything i've got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it is in between media it's all right there for you link in the bio thanks for hanging with us I know it's the off-season. You guys could be listening to any number of other podcasts, but the fact that you continue to choose us just uh, speaks loudly to how smart you are as human beings. So, uh, 62 days to the clash. 62 days to the clash. We'll see you guys again later this week to talk about some more racing stuff, to talk about awards. Maybe there'll be some more odds sprinkled out at this point. Uh, Again, email your books. Tell them you want, you know, whatever, marble racing. Maybe you want how many laps these guys run in the soccer field around uh whatever it is just get them out there (laughs) Uh, but until next time everybody for cody for me for everybody at the sgpn let's go racing and let it ride